The Cover Season podcast was born from the false perception that millennials don't believe in marriage. This is your boy, Ron, and I serve as one of your hosts. And I'm Ebony. I also serve as one of your hosts. Together, we will share stories and advice about our own quest to find love and ultimately each other. We'll discuss the challenges that millennials face in dating to find love or just dating to date. It hopes that you, our listeners, can apply what is relevant to your own lives. In the process, we hope to make you laugh, we hope to make you feel optimistic, and ultimately to find more ways to love yourself, love others, and love the one you're meant to be with. Some say that cuffing season is relegated to cold temperatures, but we hope to make every day a good day to cuff, baby. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. What up? How y'all doing? This is Ebony and... Your boy, Ron. We are back for episode 18. 18, man. I can't believe... <laughs> you know what? I say this every time. I can't believe how far we come. You know what? I'm just embrace the fact that... We just can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. We can't believe it. <laughs> we can't it. believe it. We done came a long way and we're about to go even further. Yes, even further. Um, today we have some very exciting news and I will let Ron tell it to you all. Yes. You know, this is a very special episode because we got a special announcement to make, uh, since we launched the podcast, Ebony and I, we've gotten a lot of feedback from singles as well as engaged and married couples from across the world on how the Cuffin' Season podcast was transforming the way that they approach love, helping them to get the most out of dating and their relationships. We've gotten dozens of questions from listeners. We've even helped coach some with pressing issues in their love life, find solutions to whatever problems that they were facing. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't claim to have all the answers, but helping people build stronger, more meaningful relationships is our ministry. We are dedicated to it. We take pride and care in our approach, and we're committed to helping as many people as possible. So with that being said, we recently launched... Cuffin' Season Life Coaching. Woo! Cuffin' Season Life Coaching is a firm that specializes in helping thoughtful men and women realize their true best traits and market them in a way that attracts people that they can build lasting relationships with. Our 11-step program is designed to help people identify what they want, recognize what they need, and put them in a position to receive both. Yes, both. Yes. We guide our clients through a thoughtful journey that allows them to boost their self-confidence, improve their communication skills, market their best traits, and be strategic about how they date. So if you struggle with dating or are looking for ways to get more out of your love life, the Cuffin' Season Life Coaching is guaranteed to put you on the right track. All you have to do is visit www.itscuffingseason.com. Once again, that's www.itscuffingseason.com. Go to the Sign Up tab and send us your information for a free consultation. The initial call is completely free and designed to allow us to learn more about you and walk you through our program to determine if it would be a good fit for you. We keep all of your information confidential, and we will tailor our approach to your specific needs. You will also get a free copy of our ebook titled Becoming Dateable. 
Uh, if you mention in the notes section that you heard about the program from this podcast, we will ensure that you get a free copy of that ebook. So once again, that's it's cuffingseason.com. I T S cuffingseason.com. Visit the website as soon as this episode is over to sign up for your free consultation. Mention in the notes section that you heard about this on our podcast. You'll get your free ebook. And uh, even if you're not interested in a free consultation, you can still subscribe to our mailing list and get a free copy of the ebook. So and, that is our and, announcement. And who like free stuff? Yeah. Who doesn't? Do it. I love free stuff. I love free stuff. And welcome, welcome back. back. <laughs> All right, that wasn't planned. Uh, I was trying to copy him. <laughs> yeah, I hope it didn't sound weird. But um, anyway, sometimes we just in tune like that. Anyway, yes, so yes. episode eighteen, we got a, a a real treat for y'all tonight. It is a it's an interesting topic, one that I think it doesn't impact everybody, but uh, I think at one point in time we've all been faced with this question. Uh, and that is, will you date someone that has kids? So tonight we're going to be talking about how kids impacts relationships. Um, when me and Ebony were talking about doing this episode, uh, one of the first things that came up was like, you know, well, some folks may get offended by it. Um, some folks may take it the wrong way. So at the very start of this episode, we want to start by saying that um, this episode is by no means uh, to shun people who have kids uh, or to discourage people from dating people who have kids. In fact, it's the opposite. Um, we are of the belief that um, kids doesn't change who you are and that you know just because you have a kid doesn't mean you're less worthy of love or meaningful and lasting relationships and you know if you had a, a child out of wedlock your life is not over i'll start by saying that i am you know i was raised in a single parent household for those of y'all been listening we all know that mm-hmm. um you know my i didn't grow up with a, a mother and the father in the home my mother was not married when she had me or my brother so understand that um, as you listen to the rest of this episode so that you can kind of feel uh, where we're going with this. So as we prepare for, the, you know, one of the first things I saw I was reading a, a report from Yale University about um, the number of uh, kids that are born, you know, in single parent households. And as you may guess, the statistics, yes, are kind of staggering. Uh, so they cover a span from 1964 to 2014. So let's start in 64. In 1964, 24% of black children were born into single parent homes. That is in relation to 12% of Hispanic children and less than 5% of white children. Now, fast forward to 2014, over 70% of black kids grow up in single parent households. Around 55% of Hispanic kids grow up in single parent households. And about 30% of white kids grow up in single parent households. So what does that say? To me, it says that 
um, the likelihood of you dating someone that already has a kid is, of course, higher now than it was in 1964. But beyond that, if you're black, it is very likely, 70% likely, in fact, that you will date someone that has a kid. And with that being said, that doesn't mean that love is off the table. It doesn't mean that um, you don't date. It doesn't mean that people who have kids are not worthy of love. It, it means the opposite. It means that uh, we have to embrace uh, non-traditional households and find ways to love through these statistics. Mm-hmm. Right? Agreed. Absolutely. Right. So I wanted to start this by asking my lovely co-host ebony ask away have you ever dated someone with kids i actually have not would you date someone with kids if i of course if i wasn't in the picture would you yeah now i i I think that um for me personally i i i think i would have a limit like i've never been in that position but i think that i would um maybe max it out at two Okay. You know, um, at this point, I mean, I know there's obviously, you know, you can't control who you fall for, how many kids they have, but I think that like I could maybe handle that um, at this time in my life if, if that if that were the case, you know, um, like, but I could be completely wrong, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I've uh, I've dated someone with a kid before um, years ago. I, I was in undergrad and. Um, and my position on it hasn't really changed since then. Like, yes, I would, you know, if, of course, me and you are not, if I never mm-hmm. found you. Of course, yeah. Um, I, I would be open to dating someone with a child. And my reasoning, and I haven't really put a number on it. I mean, I don't know how many, like what my cutoff is. But my reasoning behind it was that, um, or I guess not my reasoning, but my requirement is that, the woman be a good mother. Mm-hmm. I can only date a woman with kids if she's a good mother to those kids because I think that is a very telling sign as to the type of partner she could be to me. Now she, Ebony's looking at me right now like she wants to say something. So, well, I, I you know, um, not to play the devil's advocate, but I think that also. Just because someone is a good parent doesn't mean they're a good spouse right. or other half, you know, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Because um, some, you know, we see all over people being great dads and moms, you know, and being completely terrible people to like, you know, who they're talking to. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. Yeah. I've seen it yeah. as well. But I, I guess for me... Um, I've I don't know I, I I'm not the maybe, most experienced maybe, in it maybe because like, like a faster insight into like into what it's like right like you, you don't have to wait like waste time you see off the back like how they are with that person you know yeah. or with their children so for me my thought process has always been like okay if a woman has the responsibility of raising kids and especially raising them on her own right so you get to sit and you're dating this woman you want you get to sit back and see how she runs a household see how she how she manages money yeah um you get to observe her temperament when things are not going her way you get to see how she manages her time mm-hmm. you get to see um you know what her commitment to uh the community is you know like is she involved in 
things beyond the household. I mean, is the kid involved in community activities? Does she volunteer with the bake sales? I mean, you can. So my my thought process had been that you can learn a lot by a person by you know observing them as a parent. Now I completely get what you're saying that that is not always the case because there are some people that are excellent parents that just suck in relationships. Yeah, for sure. So that kind of um, is a good segue into another question I had for you. And, you know, and we could just keep it broad. But what are some of the um, advantages of, you know, dating someone that has a kid? Because there are some. Yeah. Well, like like we just said, I think, you know, one of the big ones is just kind of seeing firsthand, you know, for a, from a woman's perspective, like just seeing, you know, what type of father he is, um, seeing how he parents. Um, if you had kids together... You know, you kind of get an insight. Like, oh, he would be a very good, a good, very good father because he is a great father already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, also maybe um, you kind of, kind of test driving what it'd be like to have a kid. You know, if you're dating somebody with one, not oh, saying yeah, that it's true. like automatically your kid, but like, say one day he asks you to babysit, or he, you know, can't. It can't just be YouTube, but he's like, hey, can I bring my kid along and, and we can still hang out? Because I, I can't, you know, I don't have a babysitter or something. Then it's like, well, well, sure, let's go. Let's all go out. And so you kind of like see what it's like to have a kid around and how you'll even be with kids yeah. if you don't have any. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's just like two of mine. I'll say some of that. Let me, <laughs> let's hear some of yours before I give all mine away. So, I mean, I kind of already mentioned like the things that you can observe and you know how she deals with life mm-hmm. but a couple other things that and, and and these are big assumptions i'm making here in an ideal situation yeah. you know a woman with a kid is going to be less likely to be putting up with bs and out here wasting her time away or wasting yeah. her life away like she don't got the time she yeah she, I got she kids she, i got yeah I don't got time to be out here wasting time doing dumb ish. Like either you want to be a part of this or you don't. Yeah. You want to be a part of this empire that I'm trying to build. I'm out here grinding. I'm trying to provide. And you know, for me, I'm a fun person, but I'm also a very goal oriented and serious person. And I love stability. Mm-hmm. And if you know, if if there's um, you know, and I think a lot of men are like that. Um, and I think that if if there's a woman out there that has already established such you know, a stable environment, I think that can be, you know, attractive to a man who is dating and trying to find, you know, someone to build a life with. Um, that's another thing that um, I like to say, and I've seen this um, in my personal circle, in that, you know, being a single man and dating or marrying a woman that already has kids, it kind of stretches your manhood a bit. It's 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 kind of like an opportunity to grow as a man because you get the opportunity to be a positive impact on a kid's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. a lot of times you don't know why the father is absent. I mean, it could be, you know, a dispute between the mother and the father. Like, you know, maybe the, the child, the pregnancy was an accident. Maybe they were together. Things didn't work out. Maybe the father died. Maybe the father's in prison. Mm-hmm. I mean, there a are lot of factors. Yeah. yeah, there are so many reasons why um, a father may be absent from the household and you have a kid looming in whatever mistake or whatever mishap that happened. Right. And I can think back to my own upbringing 
um, being the oldest man in my house, no matter what age I was. At yeah. eight years old, I was a man in the house, right? And I used to pray all the time that, you know, my um, my mom would, you know, find a husband, you know, a great guy that I could look up to and that can take me fishing and teach me how to fix cars yeah. and you know, like, I ain't got to watch over the house no more. Like, I can go outside and be a kid, you know? I can watch somebody provide for my mother. Somebody that can teach me how to be a man. Because I, I just had so many questions about manhood. Um, you know, I was able to, you know, call on my uncles who didn't really, you know, they didn't live in St. Augustine where I grew up. And, you know, they always took my calls. But a part of me wanted that daily example in the household. And I think a lot of Absolutely. kids want that, right? And for guys who willingly step into that role and provide positive examples to kids, I admire them so much. Uh, it it kind of makes me think about uh, a couple of my favorite, well, I, I'll mention one, one of my favorite celebrity couples, uh, Russell Wilson and Sierra. You know, how Russell Wilson embraces Sierra's child with future. Yeah, and is uh even all that backlash he gets, yes. and, and, and she got at first, but it's like yeah, mind your business. He's an awesome <laughs> role model yeah. for Baby Future. I don't I don't know what's name, so I'm calling him Baby Future, but uh, I think that is his. I think that is. His <laughs> I mean, knowing Big Future, his, yeah, his name probably is Baby Future, <laughs> but um, I, I I just love that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I love I love the example that he set, um, so. All right, I just gave two. You give, you give another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I think, I think it gives an insight or it can give an insight to a guy's sensitive side. Like, you know, seeing him interact with his kid, you see, you know, probably more compassionate and understanding and patient because he has, he has kids. So right. um, he just, he just understands things from a different perspective. Yeah. Um, also, possibly being less superficial. You know, like you're not looking like just for the baddest girl out there. You're looking for someone who is a good wife and who can also help mm-hmm. you raise your child or just be a mo- like a motherly figure, a good example uh, to have a, you know, um, yeah. you know, long lasting, deep connection, not just something, a fling. Because, you, you know, I, I think I don't think, you know, bringing people in and out the house is like the best example. Right. Um, right. Right. For, for children. Um, I agree. Yeah, and I think um, if you both have kids, it's, you know, if you have to cancel plans for whatever reason, I think you you can understand why um, they have to cancel plans, right? If you, if you both have a situation going on, you're not just so um, quick to get mad or upset over the cancel plans because you understand, like, you have other serious priorities, and if you communicate then, you know, it shouldn't be a problem. Got it. So what are some of the disadvantages you'd say to um, maybe dating someone who already has children? Well, I mean, <laughs> let's state the obvious, the baby mama, baby daddy drama, you know, having someone who's just still lingering, like, and, and, and not lingering in a sense of I'm the, the child's mother or child's father and I'm, I'm going to be here, but lingering in a sense of like, like they're still unfinished business and I'm texting, like we're dating now, but for some, but, but your, you know, child's mother is texting you outside of just things dealing with the child or dealing with the family. It's, it's like, you know, I miss you or just, just unfinished business. 
Right, right. I mean, what else you got? Um, you know, just trust issues. I think if you're not, if you if you haven't been there and you don't understand the needs of a child or you're very very selfish still, I think that could pose a huge problem because um, everything is kind of still about you and you and 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 you. You know, you, you may not be able to come to terms with just like them saying they, they, they can't do something that night because they have. You may, you know, lash out and be like, where, where are you really at? You know, who are you with? Yeah, I mean, one of the first things I thought about in terms of disadvantages was that maybe their time is a little bit more limited. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can already see it in my own personal circles, like, um, you know. My college cl- classmates that already have kids, they are just less accessible, period. They may be in a full-blown text message conversation with you and then just go silent in the middle of a very important point. And then you find <laughs> out later it's because the kid was hollering. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, that's something you really only understand once you become a parent. Uh, one of the things my mother used to always tell me was like, you don't know what it's like to be a parent until you become a parent. And um, I think that uh, when you're not one, dating someone who is, uh, there's a learning curve. Mm-hmm. And you have to be patient. You have to be committed to le- being, you know, to learning and, and being understanding. And, and, and people have trust issues, you know, without having kids involved. Yeah. True. Let alone having to deal with somebody who has a kid and then learning to take their word when they say, you know, they're busy or they can't come or mm. something came up, you know? Right. So it's like, that's another level of trust that like takes some serious, like, <laughs> um, just some serious <laughs> trust. Yeah. Trust. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, you know, um, I, I try to put myself in the position of, uh, Russell Wilson again. Um, and, and I'm sure this doesn't happen, but, you know, I was thinking about like, you know, what if you're Russell and, um, you know, you got someone like future out there, like constantly texting your wife. Um, and it, it, I mean, just the way that he speaks to the media, you can only imagine like maybe what some of the other conversations are like, or if you're in a situation where, um, you know, you're dating a woman that has moved on from her ex, but they have a kid and they're still using that kid as a method to stay in contact. Um, you know, it, it definitely requires a whole lot of trust in your partner. And at the same time, a whole lot of security and confidence, you know, in yourself. Uh, another thing I thought about was um, if the person is a bad parent, I think it just speaks volumes yeah about who they could potentially be in a relationship so before you know i initially led with their if they're a good parent that um you know it's pretty good chance they could be a good partner but i'll say the opposite is true too if they're a bad parent they are more than likely probably not the best partner and if they are um because i mean if if they're a bad parent but amazing partner that's still a red flag like you're, you're a terrible father like i I should not, like, why would I trust you with even me having kids with you? Yeah. And and I, because this, this example is just, like, in the media right now, it's all over the place. It's um, what people are talking about, I guess I'll say. Um, the Kardashians, right? The whole Tristan Thompson, Khloe Kardashian drama. Yeah. Like, I don't know the ins and outs of their family, but all I know is, like, apparently, 
you know, he was dating a girl who was pregnant um, with, with their son, I believe. Um, and he cheated on her with Chloe and then did the same thing to Chloe, you know, when she was pregnant, cheated on her while she was pregnant. Like, like, why do you, why do you think because he's being so amazing to you now, but he had, a, he had a whole, he has a whole girl right now that's pregnant, but he's treating you like a princess. Yeah. Like, what? Like, yeah. I don't understand the logic behind that. Yeah, me either. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just don't get it. And, and I, I personally, um, no matter how wonderful a man is, or, you know, I just see my whole future with him or, you know, or would have, you know, like. I cannot see myself dating somebody with who has um, a baby on the way, a baby <laughs> that's even just like a couple months old. Like, no, yeah. no, no. Like, this is great person, maybe wrong time. Right. Like, you need to, you need to focus on your newborn, your you know, or whatever's going on. Take the time to focus on that. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just too messy, too soon. Like, like you just had this amazing thing, you know, baby, regardless if it was like um, on purpose or an accident happen and so you need to focus on that yeah yeah you know another thing i thought about was how um going on dates may be a bit more of a struggle if the person has a kid now i'm reminded specifically of oh it was at least 11 years ago freshman year of college um i was dating a, a woman who um well, not dating. I, I was going out on a date mm-hmm. with a woman that had a kid, and um, I had known her before she had a kid. But you know, we were talking. We were going to link up. You know, grab some food. We were going to McDonald's. <laughs> Nothing too crazy. Fancy. That's all the budget will allow <laughs> at the time. So you know, I told her I would us. You know, drive by our house, pick her up, and we'd um, you know, go grab some food, talk, hang out. I pull up at her house and she comes out of the door with a car seat and goes <laughs> and goes straight to my back door and puts the car seat in and puts the kid in the car seat. And I was in shock the entire time because she never told me. Yeah. That, it, just, it just is what it is. Right. Like. And, and maybe I should have assumed that, but I didn't know. So it caught me off guard, and it was like my first, um, your first family outing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and, it, and you know it wasn't a bad thing, but yeah. I, you know I'd be lying if I said it didn't catch me off guard because mm-hmm. it did. And um, you know, come to find out, her parents were supposed to you know watch her kid that day while she hung out, but yeah. she got in an argument with the grandparents, and they're saying, "Watch your own baby this afternoon." <laughs> How about that? Um, so, so happy, I, happy meal it was. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I literally had to buy the kid a happy meal. So I say all that to say like dating can, you know, can, um, be complicated a little bit just with, you know, the change in dynamics of scheduling, mm-hmm. you know, when being a parent. Um, so I, I well, I just want to say this too. I also don't think it's really a con, but it's just something you have to deal with when you date somebody with a child. Um, I, I would suppose it's just like. Um, the possibility of having a blended family, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. like knowing how to navigate that yeah. and just kind of still be that figure, but still staying in your lane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you don't like, imp- and you know, impose on the existing structure that this kid right. has. Yeah. I mean, in, in situations like that, I think the ultimate goal is to be inclusive. Mm-hmm. You know, I find it beautiful when, um, you know, <laughs> 
fathers and stepfathers can, you know, both be at the graduation barbecue and there be no drama, or moms and stepmoms can both be at the birthday party and there be no drama, yeah, and everybody gets along. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think that's beautiful. great. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of wanted to um, shift gears a little bit, mm-hmm. and I wanted to ask you. You know, we talked a whole lot about what it means to date and how that impacts people dating, but what impact do you think it has on the kids when, you know, you're a single parent and dating? I think when the kids are younger, it has maybe, maybe it, it, I feel like it probably has less of an impact because they don't have, they're not, I mean, they are forming their own opinion, but they're less um, judgy or less, um, you know, starting to have those toots that come with, like, teenagers and stuff. Yeah. Less, like, you're not my daddy, you're not my my, my mommy, you know. Because um, kids do that, you know? Like, yeah, I, don't, I, I think that sounds kind of early. Listen, I don't have to listen to you, you know? But I think when you when it happens at an earlier stage, um, they can maybe see in a different light, you know? Because when they're little, they're, like... They're easier, easier to win over, I would probably say. Like, oh, yeah, you can play sure. with them, play games. Get them some ice cream. You know, give them some candy. Like, you're the, you're the yeah. hero, basically, at this point, right? Yeah. As long as you're not, like, imposing on what the parents are saying, no candy or something. Like, you know, you're um, and kind of fun. Like, they're, they're, they're young. You buy them toys, they're happy, you know? But right. once they start hitting an age where they're um, kind of starting to really form their own opinions and look at you sideways, I think that's when it can be a little bit harder yeah. To to you know, fill that 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 role. Yeah. A lot more patience, I'll say. Yeah. I I'm inclined to agree with that. Um I think that the earlier the better. Mm-hmm. Um but there's still hope with teenagers. Yeah. I, th- I think I think it's uh I think the older a kid is, I think that kids are very observant. And the love lives of their parents and judging the character and fitness of, you know, the potential partner to be a part of the family. And I think they can smell BS a mile away Like yeah. when, you know, if if you're if you're being raised by a single mom, you know what the guy you know, the guy who walks through the door to take her out on a date or that she's dating, you know what he's about before he even opens his mouth. Mm-hmm. You could just feel the energy. You could tell if he's going to stay around long. You could tell if he's only there for one day. One thing, um, you know, if he's planning a life for the entire family or just here momentarily. Yeah. Um, so they're very, very observant. Um, and with that being said, I think that um, they are... I don't want... Uh, they, they're kind of... Because they could be you. You were very observant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> you were there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, because kind of going back to what I was saying, they ultimately want to see their parents happy. Right? The same way, you know, your dad wanted to see you find a man that you can build a life with and mm-hmm. wanted you to be happy. Someone who's going to take care of you and honor you and love you all your days. Yes. Children of single parents want that for them parent their parents, and if they don't see those qualities in who you're dating, you'll know they'll they be passive ag- yeah, aggressive. They they'll be stank, or, yeah. or in some cases, but for good reason. You know, they may outright be angry and disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think there's even more pressure on parents to, um, I guess, be discreet in dating. Um, to you know, just to 
be careful about who they bring around their kids until they have a better idea of, um, you know, whether or not it's a sure thing. Because, yeah. you know, with each person um, that you date, you know, they're going to bring a certain energy into the household that will affect that child either in a positive way or a negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, another question I have for you. So. I think that, and and going back to one of the initial points I made about children being born in the single parent households, because one of the footnotes in that Yale report was that of the women who have kids but are not married, the old, you know, a lot of them never get married, mm-hmm. right? And um but they fight for their relationships. They fight to, you know, maintain whatever bond they have with the father. Um, some cases to their disadvantage because a lot of times, you know, the relationship could be toxic. Their heart might not even be into it. Um, they may just be trying to keep the person around for the sake of keeping the family together, thinking that's what's in the best interest of the kids. So I wanted to ask, do you think that people should stay together for the sake of their children, if they have a kid but they're not married, but they're not—they're not really feeling each other. Mm-hmm. But they're like, oh, maybe we should stay together for the kid. Uh that's tricky. I—I I, no, to be to give a shit answer. No, I do not think that if you're not happy or if it's not, you know, things aren't going well, um, and they haven't been, you know, kids can also sense that too. You know, they're yeah. not dumb. Yeah. Um, so I think it's. You know, actually does no, you know, does no service to stay together because a kid will gr- then grow up in a, in a in a household or with a family that's like not seeing their parents not love each other. Right. And that's that's no good either. That's right. you know, right. um, yeah, maybe maybe it's more s- stable in a sense of you have a mother and a father, you have both of them there. Two incomes. Yeah. Maybe. But if both maybe are yeah. But it's, but as far as like the love, I think that's a bigger piece. Like, of course, income is yeah. and stability is a huge piece, right? Right. But I think love is 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 so much bigger. Yeah, I think you talk about this a lot in many of our episodes about the importance of not settling, and I think that if you stay with someone for the sake of your kids. You are teaching them to settle. Absolutely. And, and that will flow over into every aspect of their life. Um, you know, for your daughters, you'll That's teach dangerous. them yeah. to stay with men that they don't love or to men that don't treat them like queens mm-hmm. or don't respect them or don't provide. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for guys, you'll you, you'll teach them uh, to, to stay around in, in, in situations that they don't want to be in either. Uh, when, when you can easily... You know, go separate ways and be the best co-parents ever. Yes. Like, be, be you know, like, crack up, have jokes, just be like, like, homies, basically. Right. But, like, you just been there and done that. But, like, we're, we're going to, like, let our kids see that we still, we, we got our kids back. And we, when it comes to them, we are, we are, we're here. We're, we're together. Right. right. Um, but the love isn't there. So, why put them through, you know, seeing us not get along or not have that, you know, have that foundation, um, so I think it's, yeah, just go separate ways. You know, it, it, 
I feel like it's easier said than done. Yeah. Um, because I, you always want that family. You, you, in your mind, you want to have a family. Yeah. So it's hard to like let that go. So I get that. There's already a fear of dying alone or, and not finding the person you're, you're meant to be with. And I think that's exacerbated when you have a kid because now you're thinking, oh, shoot, not only may I never find a husband, I may never find another father for my kid. Mm-hmm. I need to hold on to this, even if it's imperfect or less than what I want. I need to hold on to it because... I may never get anything close reason. to this again. And, and and also, you know, kids and and anybody can see when you're not happy. Yeah. So if you're in something but you're not happy, that's gonna flow into other areas of your life, just personal areas of your life. Um. And so you just may you may be just be feeling depressed or just lonely or or whatever the case is. And so you can't even give your all to your child, um, because or whatever they have going on because you're just like kind of miserable yeah like you're not happy and they they see that too so you know it's just it's better to go separate ways yeah that kind of goes into i guess some of the takeaways that i had um on this topic it's kind of personal to me you know considering my upbringing but um not that personal in that i you know i wish this for my own life yeah but I just think I had a unique perspective on some of this stuff. (laughs) Um, And the first thing I would say is that life goes on after breakups, even if you have a child. You know, don't let a child keep you in a toxic relationship or something that drains you because ultimately it will negatively impact you and the child. Yes. Uh, If you know that man or that woman in front of you is just not the one for you, Keeping them around for the sake of the kid uh, is damaging in the long run. And, and, you know, another popular trend is, um, I guess, and I I know people have good hearts and and they're very well-intentioned when doing it. You know, sometimes you'll say, well, um, we'll stay together until so-and-so is in high school or so-and-so does this when they go out to college or they go to the army or whatever and then we'll then we'll part ways right because they should be able to deal with it by then but i personally think that there is no good time to break it to a kid that their parents are not going to be together and um you may think that because a person is older they'll be able to deal with it better i think they take it just as hard at 25 that you know as they would if they were 15 and 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 to, to that point let me just say like because, um, you know, at an older age, if, you know, they tell you, you know, yeah, we've been waiting, it just feels like, okay, so was my whole life a lie? Yeah. You know, was my whole happy childhood and my yeah. two parents loving and us having all these family events, like, a lie? Like, you're putting on for, yeah. just for the sake of us? Like, now, I, now, I, now I'm really confused. Like, I don't know what is what. Right. And, and, and you know, and, and that's why, you know, a lot of kids end up, you know, trying to, Find counselors and, and seeking therapy, even when they're older, um, mm-hmm. a time where they think their parents would be able to just deal with it. No, I mean, they, they're, they're still going to need some type of therapy. Yeah. Or, you know, in some cases, you know, people are taking medication, trying to, you know, make sense of Everything. what they thought was their truth, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, I'll say life, life goes on after breakups. And, um, you know, if your situation is toxic or there's just no love there, I think there, there should be. A real come to Jesus moment about what you want out of life, what's best for you, and what's best for your kid, and not delaying it. 
um, starting the healing process sooner than later um, because I honestly feel like just because you have a kid don't mean that real love ain't out there for you. Mm-hmm. I think that um, there's somebody for everybody. And even if you have a child, there's somebody out there that will still love you and that child unconditionally. And, you know, if you're in a situation that you don't need to be in or you don't want to be in, the sooner you come to that realization, the sooner you can get to the situation you want to be in. Um, another point I want to make is that um, I feel like none of us are above those who are in the situation right because i feel like all of us could have been single parents absolutely i mean unless you're a perfect person and you've been saving yourself since you were born um i think everybody could have been um in a situation where they could have been a single parent and i think that means we need to be sympathetic and empathetic to those who are Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Um, I would say the last point I'll make, and I kind of said it before, but I'll say it again, is that, you know, having a, a child out of wedlock or being a single parent doesn't make you less of a person or less than or unworthy of love. Um, it just means that your life path was different. Mm-hmm. It's your, more than love. You got you, two of you. <laughs> yeah. Your timeline was different. Period. Yeah. All you have to do is adjust and, you know, making making that adjustment to honor the responsibility that you now have, but still not abdicating your responsibility to seek true happiness and get what God has for you. Absolutely. So with that being said, uh, this wraps up another episode, episode of Cuffing Season. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, we hope you didn't you know, find us being judgmental. You know, this is this is this is all just a combo about, you know, just to really um help people understand and navigate different situations and, you yeah. know, knowing that we all deserve love no matter what we have going on. Yeah, no matter what your situation We're is. We're all deserving and um it kinda I, I I also I definitely want to talk about this because one of the things I hate is when people you know, people going back to people with their lists when people say, oh, so-and-so got to be six foot tall. They got to be um, a lawyer. They, they can't have no kids. Like, doing away with the list means doing away with that, too. I mean, the love of your life may have a kid. Especially the older we get. The o- and <laughs> They probably. The older and we the get, older you probably. get, they probably got a yeah. kid. So, don't close yourself off to the possibilities of what could be for your life. My name is Ron. This is Ebony. And this has been another episode of the Cuffin' Season Podcast. Be sure to go check out the website, www.iscuffinseason.com. Um, it, you know. May you make every day a good day to cuff. <laughs>